Warning, this podcast contains adult content, including frank descriptions of sex, and lots and lots of swear words. Enjoy. I pulled out, panting against his throat, and tapped the tip of my dick against his hole. He made a noise that sounded like sex and velvet encapsulated, right before shoving half the things off my desk so he could scoot backwards, with one palm planted against the desk, the other tight around his dick, and one knee drawn up and turned to the side. It was clear he wanted to feel me again. Oh, hey, Claire. Yes, Neil. Um, so I know that that was steamy and whatnot. Super sexy. But maybe we should do the podcast? No, there's a whole thing next about, like, dizzying kisses and foot against falling keyboards. Like, should we... sure, you don't want it, like, oh my god, Noah tossed his head back. No more teasing, just fuck me! <laughs> All right. Uh, I think that's a good stopping point. Okay. I, do you feel completed? Ugh, I guess. Okay. <laughs> We came together. Yeah. <laughs> because that's what happens in these books. Everyone comes together all the time. Well, let's you and me come together to do this podcast. Aww. Aww. Hi, this is Fuck, Mary Kill, Lit. And I'm Claire. And I'm Neil. And uh, we read romance novels. One straight one and one queer one. Uh, and then we play Fuck, Mary Kill with the characters. And the books. Yes. If you've come here for reviews, you've come to the wrong place. Well, we do give reviews, but... Super spoilers. Right. All the spoilers. These are spoilers. Like, as Claire said last time, not even spoilers. Just we tell you everything that happens. Yes. So please uh, go read the books. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Come back. Mm -hmm. And uh, play along with us. Yeah. Play with us. (laughs) Let the games begin. (laughs) May the odds ever be in your favor. Uh, So Claire... He's Neil. What's got you hot and bothered today? Um, so I was thinking, we've read a lot of romance novels now. We have. More than you ever expected to read more in your life. like, yes, however many we've read, that's how many more than I expected to read <laughs> that we have read. It's made me think about all the things that these romance novels have in common. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, things like two people getting together, falling in love and happily ever after. Right. Things like that. Yeah, I don't yeah. mean that. I mean things like... Uh, is there a broken one? And is there a fixer? Yeah. Like, one person in a lot of these relationships tends to be broken as a human being. Like, terrible self-esteem or, like, physically Some broken. trauma. And nine times out of ten, if they went to therapy, it would not solve the problem, but, like... It's a good start. It, it would help them improve their lives. Yeah. So that they don't need someone who isn't a mental health professional trying to be like, my love will save you. Right. And so that's then, not how that works. So then the other one is the fixer. And yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we do want to say that things like opposites attract and they hate each other at first is really a common, but the things that that actually encapsulates are really only a couple of things. Mm-hmm. One uh, is one uh, an extrovert and the other an introvert. Yep. Is one rich and is one poor. <laughs> um is one stable in their life situation and the other unstable. <laughs> like, these are the types of opposites one of that them, are attracting. Is one of them a slut and one of them a virgin? Right. That happens almost all the time. Right, and there's usually actually a combination of this. So yeah. one is broken, one is the fixer. 
one's also rich, one is also poor, uh-huh. and uh, one is also an introvert and one is also an extrovert. But it's it's just these. It's not like one is a dog person and one is a cat person, and that's their main thing that's not the same about them. <laughs> like, it's, it's, and it's like, it's like puzzle piece things. Yeah. These are like different things, but like, honestly, the rich poor thing is getting a little tiresome. Uh, uh, that one has so much monetary value over the other person. Mm-hmm. It's a lot. Yeah. Um, Who's top and who's the bottom? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we've had a bunch of books where they were verse. Not a bunch, but a couple. A couple. A couple. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, Is there past abuse? They all seem to have so past abuse. So many have, like, Good. past abuse. Which is usually the cause of the trauma that makes them broken. Uh, one that I think is funny. One cooks and one doesn't. Yeah, that's come up a lot. Yeah, yeah. It comes There's up. one of those today, too. Uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah, it's like one cooks and one doesn't, um, So, which is part of the ter- caretaker thing, because one of them wants to be a caretaker, right, right, and right. the other one usually doesn't. Um, or rather, one of them needs to be taken care of. One of them, not all the time, but one of them is often infantilized. Yeah. And the other one is not, mm. which is a little weird. Um, See Gwenna O'Dell, our right. of bread ghost. Um, Poor thing. There's often, uh, surprise, I'm having feelings. <laughs> what? What are these feelings? Feelings? But I thought my heart was dead years ago. I'm an adult. I don't understand when I'm attracted to a person. Yeah. <laughs> That person is handsome. What does handsome mean to me? Although that goes back to the last episode when I didn't know it was romantic. So maybe I get this. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Dirty talk. But like, not during sex, sure. But like in the lead up to sex, perfect virgins and people who've never talked dirty ever Mm -hmm. suddenly are very happy to have nothing but weird, hardcore sex innuendos. Yeah. It's like, oh, I don't think that this is a choice this character would make. Mm -hmm. I don't think they'd say these things. I don't say these things and I consider myself a crass and dirty person. (laughs) Like a sailor you are. I'm a sailor. Um, It reminds me of, and she wasn't a virgin by any means, but in 24 Inches when... Uh, Anders and Lana were like, this book made me hot. How hot did it make you? So hot. But how hot? Super hot. <laughs> but like, how hot? Oh, now we're gonna do anal in a limo. Uh, so, like, but I'm thinking about these things as we're reading the next books. And mm-hmm. it's this list is probably gonna stick so in sh- my mind. So should we like mention the combinations that come up with the books that we read? Yeah, yeah, I, okay, think so. I think great, so. I think so. Um, well, anyway, this was got me hot and bothered. Okay. And you? Um, okay, so this is sort of hearkening back to, um, I think it was episode six, the cops episode. Okay. Um, where we found out that the writer of the gay novel, Josh Lanyon, I think it was, mm-hmm. was actually a woman writing under a pen name and how we had mixed feelings about that. Uh, recently, I was listening to an episode of a podcast, and I'm not going to name names because I haven't necessarily done enough research to like put these people on blast. So I was listening to a podcast that is hosted by two gay men who write gay romance. And they were interviewing another person who writes gay romance, who is a woman, and who said in the interview that she specifically writes 
under a male pseudonym. Like, she made the conscious choice to write under a male pseudonym to write gay romance. And she was talking about this um, interaction that she had at a convention where she was speaking to another woman about the gay romance that she writes. And these two women were like, oh my God, it's so great. And like, these scenes are wonderful. And this romance between these two men is so great and blah, blah, blah. And it was like, it kind of struck me as odd. So I did a little bit of research on this writer and um, it doesn't speak to her... Um, it doesn't, it doesn't talk a lot about her, uh, personal life, but she's married to a man and has kids. So that doesn't mean to say that she's not queer, but she's married to a man and has kids. Um, and I don't, there's just something. She she gains the privilege of a straight person. Right. So there was just something about it that seemed exploitative to me that it's one thing to, um, I'm not saying that like straight people can't write queer stories, but to be a woman who writes gay romance that seems to be consumed by other women that I'm assuming are straight, to me just seems exploitative. It makes me feel icky in a way. Um, There is something really weird about it that I don't quite understand. Like, And of the the gay romance novels we've read I've enjoyed them mm-hmm. and sometimes I feel they work harder to address issues of consent right and um and intersectionality and things like that that uh straight romance novels don't right but uh and so I enjoy that about them right and I wonder if that's what other women are also enjoying right but also like the only reason I knew that Josh Lanyon of Winter Kill wasn't a gay man is because in the sex scenes, the language that she used, I'm like, that's not how, like, I've never heard a gay man talk about sex that way. And so then I found out that it's a, so like, and this particular writer that I'm talking about that I heard on this podcast, I've not read anything of hers. So I don't know, but it's just sort of like, oh, it's like, a tourist writing about a place and I'm a person who lives there reading about it. Mm-hmm. And like, sure, they can, they, they're in a position to point out things that I don't necessarily see because I'm in the thick of it. But also it's like, I mean, like, you don't, I don't want to say you don't get it, but like you are writing from outside of this experience that you're writing about. And it just kind of... I think the thing that I kind of just wish is that I know in so many literary circles there's a need for women to have to present themselves as men in pen name and such just to get their work in in front of people. Right. But I don't actually think that's a problem in the romance genre. Or when you're self-publishing. Right. You you just be a pen name. You can be yourself and you don't have to try to pretend to be something that you're not. Yeah. And I, I... uh, and it it bothers me too, but I also don't. I can't speak more to it. Like I, I right. don't understand yeah, it completely. I don't have concrete feelings on it. I just wanted to bring it up. No, I maybe agree. like spark a conversation. But the most upsetting thing of all is that this particular writer has chunky highlights. What is wrong with her? I, hmm. 
Well, so that's me. It's okay. The 90s are calling and they want their hairstyle. <laughs> okay. Well. All right. Why don't so we... that's what I brought up. It's interesting and I, I I hope other people have insights on it. Yeah. And can tell us about I don't... this. Or send us articles. Right. Things yes. that we, yeah, yeah. Educate us about it. Yeah. I'd love to know more about it. And I feel like, to be fair, I should read this writer's work. But I haven't. So. Well. Whatever. Up. Okay. Uh, should we read these books? Yes. Yes, yes, yes. So I chose the books today. Mm-hmm. Um, we read Colton, colon, Wild Men, book one by Melissa Bell. Uh-huh. And Illegal Contact, colon, The Barons, book one by Santino Hassel. Yes. Yeah. So, but one wouldn't infer. They're professional football players. Mm-hmm. So jocks. Jocks, jocks, jocks. Jocks, jocks, jocks. So yeah. Colton, colon, Wild Men Book One by Melissa Bell. Uh, FYI, listeners, this thing is super long, so if you just want to skip 30 seconds, that's fine. She never thought she'd see him again. This is the second chance romance and first book in the Wild Men series. Sky, that's a character. I'm not just saying things that I see. Sky. Colton Wilde isn't just the famous football player everyone sees on their television screen. I met Colton one summer vacation when we lined up on opposite sides of a flag football field. He was the cocky kid with clear blue eyes and a constant smirk. When he picked me up over his shoulder and ran with me the length of the field, I wanted to hate him. But somehow we were the last two left around the campfire that night. We talked for hours under the stars. And when he kissed me, I didn't want him to stop. The next morning, I left. I thought I'd never see him again. And for 10 years, I didn't. Colton. Sky Rosewood was the one that got away. The fiery redhead with a temper to match. It felt like way more than a teenage crush, but what did I know back then? Plus, she gave me a fake phone number, not to mention a false last name. I tried everything to find her, but it was like she disappeared into the ethers. Ten years later, I'm out for my morning beach run and I crash into... Dot dot dot... Sky Rosewood, just before she gets knocked out by an errant wave. I try to be a gentleman and give her mouth to mouth, but she comes to and tells me off, her temper still intact, and so is my crush. Except now Sky's a woman, a beautiful woman who agrees to give me the right number this time. I've got my second chance with the woman I never forgot, and there's no way I'm letting her get away again. Turns out I shouldn't have been so cocky. Dot, dot, dot. So there's that. And because I <laughs> because I picked the books, that's like a tenth of the length of the actual book. That's such a long back cover. Such a long back cover. Oh my god. Um, and it's like, it's true because the author definitely wrote that. Yeah. And the author definitely decided, like, I'm going to put all my feel, all the feelings into this oh section. Oh god. Also, though, um, it is important to say, Sky, because I, it... Considering the types of books we read, uh-huh. Skylar has always been a female. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So, so yes. a woman now and not a girl anymore. Yeah, for a second, yeah, yeah. I was said like, oh, transitioned? No. <laughs> no, 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 just no. these are the, this is the straight book. <laughs> mm. Disappointing as it may be. <laughs> I'm already disappointed. I'm already 
already disappointed. So, Claire, what happens? Oh, Lord. <laughs> okay, uh, so I think, remember, I think it was the last podcast. I think it was the last one where we talked about one-issue problems that um, overtake everybody's entire life. Yes. Uh, this is the poster child for that problem. Both of the characters have that problem. Oh, my God. And it was every other sentence. Every other sentence was, okay, so... <laughs> All right, I'm going to try to sum up. Okay. <laughs> try. Um, okay. So, Sky is currently a reporter. She's an arts journalist. Yes. Uh, it seems like a local PBS station type of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and she does this arts hour talk. In LA. In LA with arts peeps. Um, arts folks. Arts folks. Uh, but... Ten years ago, she was a young girl on the run with her mother and siblings from an abusive father. Two brothers? Two brothers. Yeah. Two brothers, a mother, on the run from an abusive father. Mm -hmm. They were staying with an uncle uh, who ran this sort of, like... uh, Campsite. Campsite in In, Boulder. Yeah. Um, Also vacationing at this particular campsite was another family. Mm -hmm. uh who happened to be colton wilde and his brother and cousins i don't know and people who knows people all the people um they were there vacationing and it was his father's last vacation because his father was dying of an unknown disease of a thing he never says says. huh i didn't realize that until just a second right they never actually said what he he dies of plot he (laughs) (laughs) i love it He's in terrible condition. Poor of plot. Mr. Wilde. He died of plot. R.I.P. <laughs> oh my god, I love it. Oh god. If we if we have merch, that's a thing that should be on it. Oh he died of plot. He died of plot. No. <laughs> I love you so much. <laughs> so so this particular little vacation mm-hmm. was traumatic for both of them. Yeah, it was emotionally and fraught. The, for and both the one of them. bit of Secure. <laughs> oh, look at you, fancy. Nice problem. Yeah. Um, that they had was each other because mm-hmm. they were late teens, early 20s, hot for each other. She was 16 and he was 17. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> uh, it was kind of unclear. It was yeah. just, just 10 years ago and then it felt like the timeline was off. But who, uh, anyway. Well, who knows? So. So they get together and they have that lovely kind of summer teenage one night romance that you can only have like at that age where I never had that. Oh, I'm sorry. That's what you get for being a gay kid. I really never had it either. Okay. Kind of once. Anyway, you just spend a lot of time talking with this person who's really cute. You make out a little bit and then you never see each other again. Um, it sounds like they got naked though. Oh yeah. They were on their way to fucking. Yeah. And then she was like, wisely. I don't think we should do this. <laughs> I'm never going to see you again. Also, you don't have a condom, so... Yeah, let's not do this right now. Um, and she runs away. And he kind of... He asks for her phone number and address, and she gives him a fake one. Mm-hmm. So he tries to contact her, but it doesn't work out. Mm-hmm. Uh, because, again, she's on the run for her from her abusive father. Decade later, uh-huh. she's an adult with a job. And he's also an adult with a job. Oh, yay. He's a football player. This doesn't matter. It said the the team name like twice, but it was something... Like the Cougars. Was it? Mm -hmm. It was something dumb. Well, it's not... Yeah, it wasn't a real... Because it's not a real team. It was like the Cougars. Yeah. But it doesn't matter. This uh, 
doesn't matter. He could have been anything. He the never. Only, he never does. He the never football does thing the football thing once. The only thing we well, he except does, at the very yeah, end. Yeah, yeah. The the prologue. Epilogue. <laughs> it was prologue for the next book. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, the only reason that matters is because that makes him very wealthy. Mm-hmm. It gives him a beach house in L.A. Right, and he came from money too. And he comes from money, and he has a whole summer off because there's not. It's not training season. Right. So we have. Um, Rich poor, right? Rich. Poor. She's not poor, but no. like she works for. She definitely did not PBS. come from money. She didn't come from money, and she's like doing okay for herself, living in an apartment. Yeah, in LA. So right. rich poor, they're both broken. Yeah, but they both want to fix each other. Well, he wants to fix her more. She's way more broken than. Yeah, he is. she's super broken. He's vaguely sad. He's vaguely sad. There is some. Thi- I mean, like we'll get into it later, but there are some moments. Where he, like, talks about how his relationship with her will fill the void left by his dead father. Yep. And I found that... Not okay. Very disturbing. It's not okay. To the point that I was like, he might only be into her because he met her just before his dad died. Yeah. And if he's with her, then he can, like, on some level, he thinks he's going to, like recapture that oh yeah well he takes her on a trip back to Boulder I know it was so disturbing yeah it's like why have we decided to do this now there's things I like but we'll we'll get into that in a second because this whole 10 years neither of them have had a relationship no not a serious one and they've been hung up on each other they've obviously both had sex they've both had sex like they've both had dirty hardcore sex right because they're both very good at having sex with each other right and it talks about how he's Pardon the pun. Played the field a bit. <laughs> Claire rolled her eyes before making that noise. Listeners should know. Um, but it says very specifically, and I think this is another thing. Like, if the woman isn't a virgin, she's only had sex with, like, two guys and hates it. Yeah. But I don't think... I feel like her sexual past didn't come up at all. I think she said once or twice that she had sex with two guys. Yeah. because she has, Because she has trouble trusting men. For very good reasons. Yeah. Uh, so, and we'll get into that in a second. Yeah. So they literally run into each other on a beach. She's literally. She's literally chasing a story. Yes. And she, he's chasing a ball. He's chasing a ball. She's literally chasing a story. They are in the act of doing their jobs. They run into each other. Uh, he knocks her out with his massive body. He knocks her over and then she gets hit by a wave. And she almost drowns and dies. Yes. But he saves her because he's, you know, big and strong. And no CPR. And no CPR. And uh, he lives not far away, so he can also help her get into, like, dry clothes. Yeah. So he takes her immediately to his house and they are, like, immediately like, oh my god, it's that guy I had a crush on. Oh my god, it's that girl I had a crush on. Mm -hmm. So hot. And, like, both of them get back to the house and, like, so we're totally gonna just fuck right now. I also just and have to say... And in any other book, that would happen. Yeah. Skylar Rosewood is such a dumb name. Well, yeah, like Colton Wilde, is anybody? Colton Wilde. I feel like they both belong in a book that takes place on, like... These are, yeah. In, like, the Plantation South. Oh, These like, are very... Adjacent to Gone with the Wind. It's Colton Wilde and Skylar Rosewood. These like, are very romancy book Yeah, names. they are. But, like, the... I don't know. In a, in a super modern setting like this, it doesn't work yeah, for me. Yeah. Like, it's a weird juxtaposition for me. I didn't like their names either. But so he takes her back to his place to kind of fix her up. And 
after like doing all the normal fix-up things, making sure she's okay, putting her clothes in the dryer, they kind of start to make out, and she pulls back like crazy. Yeah. She like blanks out practically. Yeah. And uh, she's like, I have to leave. I'm just, I'm just bouncing. And he's like, Oh, good. can Wait, I call, your, your call you? Your clothes. And she's like, It's fine. I'll send a car. Ah. He's like, I want your real number this time. And she's like, Great. Okay, fine. And so they exchange numbers, and she's, she bounces. She's gone. And she goes back to her office where she just has an anxiety attack. Mm-hmm. And this is where we find out that she was abused by her father. Yeah. And like it was uh there it doesn't talk about sexual abuse. There was none of that. But this is not a book that really would want to delve into that anyway. Mm-mm. But it was physical abuse. And yeah. It was a lot of physical and emotional. Abuse. And emotional. And it was hardcore and it was awful. And she has continuing nightmares. Mm-hmm. She doesn't talk to people she doesn't know. She mm-hmm. doesn't go to places she doesn't know what's going to happen there. She has a continual fear that he will find her. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. this is, she, like, she is deep into PTSD. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and mm-hmm. huge anxiety problems, and it is yeah. bad. Um, what I appreciated, too, was it sort of talked about her complicated feelings towards her mother of, like, I know you were a victim, but also why didn't you take us yeah. out of that situation? And she talks to her mother about it. She does. And, and I think I her mom they... was like, I was scared and I didn't know like yeah. how to raise you kids on my own. But then they did run away and like... Yeah, and they've kind of come to terms with each other. But like, so it's... And she's obviously run to the other side of right. the country, even away from her family. Because they're, they're from the East Coast? Yeah. Yeah. But at the same time, whenever she talks to her mom, her mom's like, your father was terrible to me. He did terrible things. How's your love life, honey? I want you to find love. Men are terrible. How's yeah. are you dating anyone? It's like, mom, figure it out. Yeah, but so here's how we get everything has to do with that trauma. There is not a single moment that doesn't hit back at that trauma. Every oh. single moment has to go back to it. And that made this book a rough read. Mm-hmm. Um, because one, I wondered like if this writer was treating this kind of trauma fairly, like just exploiting it. But two, I did also appreciate that people who do have this kind of trauma, that it, it where it is extreme, mm-hmm. also deserve to find love. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. And deserve to have romance and deserve to have sexy fun times. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. So, like, I was like, no, no, no. There's good, bad. There's good, bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and Colton was very patient about it. And this it. was one of the best parts of the book. Like, if I could... I, I don't normally just straight up recommend these books. Mm-hmm. But I would have to say, like, if you want to read a book where a guy waits, yeah. this is a good mm-hmm. book. Because he's, like, totally hot for her. Yeah. And it's, the, the dialogue isn't great. No. But, like, he's totally hot for her. But she she calls him, and they have, like, these long talks for, like, for a whole month every night. They talk night. every night for a month. And yeah. she tells him everything. Yeah. Almost everything. Almost. Pretty much everything. Well, every time they're together, it's like, oh, we talked about things we didn't talk about before. And it's just like, what else is there to talk I about? Know. You've been talking so much. And I did appreciate, too, because the, the narrative perspective switches between them. Um, so when we get it from his point of view, it's we definitely see, like, I am so sexually frustrated and a little impatient, but it's more important that I make her feel comfortable. Right. So it, he wasn't like, um, oh, who was some, one of the guys that we read is just like, of course, I, yes, I'll wait for you, blah, blah, blah. Whereas Colton is like, 
I had to rein myself in, and that kind of sucks, but this is more important. So I need to, like, deal with that. It's like every time she has, like, a panic attack or an issue, he's like, great, we can stop. What's, you know, like, I'm not worried. I can back off. Like, what do you need? And, like... And, and so, like, when she comes to spend the night at his house, and they're going to have a whole weekend together, mm-hmm. he says, uh, you can stay in my guest room. Yeah. Like, you don't have to sleep in my bed. This mm-hmm. isn't, you don't, we don't have to have sex at all. I yeah. just want to get to know you more. And so, and and he's allowing her to, like, come, go, come, go, like, like this push-pull, which I thought. He lets her bring her pets. Yeah. She has a dog named Karma and a cat named River. River. Um, so they go, like, oh, yeah, bring the pets. So to like help her feel more comfortable. Um, yeah. Karma was so adorable. Yeah. And River was like, I fucking hate everyone. Oh, sorry. Uh, speaking of which, I just kicked a cat right now. On accident and only a little bit. Also a rescue cat. Also, I'm the worst. <laughs> sorry. Very oh, sorry. he has a little nick in his ear. I never noticed that before. Yeah, because he was in a gang. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Anyway. Um, so I... On like even though like I I had some deep problems with this book and right. I still wonder how exploitive this book was for people with trauma, I also really appreciated this kind of like like this uh, he was too perfect he was too perfect and that was a problem. Except when he was like my this relationship is going to help me get over my dead dad. Right, and that, that was wasn't awkward. Great. Also, when they did finally have sex. And he was on top of her. And they were making... Like, because they, they fooled around. There were several times they fooled around and stopped. Mm-hmm. Or, like, I think maybe they did oral first. She went down on him. She did! Blow job! Blow job! But it was super quick, wasn't it? It was, but I also... Well, he was on the verge of coming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, he... She uh, just doesn't fin- last very long in no. this book. Anyway, but, but when... So she just finished him with her mouth, and honestly, I was fine with it. Yeah. Um, so they had fooled around before they finally do have sex. And he's on top of her, and she's starting to get a little anxious. And he checks in with her, and she says something like, it's something akin to, like, I, I'm i just trying to, like, get used to feeling out of control, or, like, not in control of the situation, or something. Like, something like that, but mm-hmm. not as dire. It was a little um, metered. Um, and they're just like, okay, well, we'll just take it slow. Never once did they think that she sh- should just be on top. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, no, this would, like, because then she's... She's literally in control. Right. And they're just like, okay, well, we'll just wait. I'm still on top of you. Okay, I'll just slide it in now. You're good? Yeah. Great. I'm just like... Yeah, and then like, later later she does... talking through. Right. And later she does end up on top. But I'm just like, really, guys? Like, neither of you think that... Okay, whatever. I yeah. don't know. And there was a ton of sex in this I don't book. know how straight sex works. I don't know. <laughs> there was a ton of sex in this book. There was a lot of sex, and, yes. And uh, for the most part, I thought it was, like, good. Nice sex. It was. Like, I it was. It was. It, it, it wasn't all, like... It was like, very quick. It was very quick. Like, they were both so hot for each other that they came right away. Yeah, so there wasn't a lot of, like... But what I did, like, there was lots of taking care of each other. Mm-hmm. There was lots of checking in. Mm-hmm. Um, I felt like she was the weak person in the relationship. Yeah. She took the unfortunate position that a lot of women have to do in these books, which is be the weak one. Right. But... I did also and some feel man like has to convince her that she's yeah, worthy of that she's whatever, worthy, whatever. blah blah blah. But I did also feel like she wasn't a victim the whole time either. Right, like she was genuinely like she. This was hard. 
Yeah. It's just hard to get over that kind of trauma. Right. I appreciated too, there was one point where she was talking to her mom and her mom's like, have you seen your therapist lately? And she's like, no, I just, I've been busy. And her mom's like, no, go see your therapist. And then something happens that like makes her spiral a little bit. And she's like, hmm. And then right away she makes an appointment with her therapist. And then we see uh, a conversation. She has a phone conversation like leading up to the appointment. So we don't see an actual appointment. But we see her talking to our therapist about like, this is what's going on. And and our therapist is like, okay, yeah, I remember these are the, the patterns that you fall into. Maybe it would be good to bring him into a session. And then she has this moment that's like, oh, I'm so embarrassed to ask him about this. What is he going to say that I go to a, uh, you know, go to a shrink? And she's like, yeah, my therapist wants to um, bring you in so we can talk together. And he's like, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Obviously, happy you, to go. you you need a therapist, a counselor, someone, and if I can be part of that process, great. Yeah, the thing that I loved most about this book, that I was most proud of this author, that I was so happy happened, is a thing that didn't happen. Mm-hmm. The dad didn't show up. Right. I was very yeah, worried yeah, the whole yeah. time because they she uh, the writer plants that in early on <laughs> that the dad has gotten out of prison. And is now, like, free to roam wherever he wants. Right. And, and they've lost track of yeah, him. Yeah, there's a cop who was, like, a friend of the family who sort of, like, kept tabs on the dad to, like, keep the family informed. And they, like, lost track of him. Right. And they're just like, Ugh. Which causes, like, which amps up all of her trauma. But, like... Uh, I was so worried that that dad was going to show up and we were going to have to have this physical confrontation where he, where Colton was going to have to physically beat up Mm -hmm. like the abuser. And I didn't want that because Mm -hmm. that's awful. Right. But there is something that I, so I realized reading this, the the first few chapters that reading these books, I've now developed a litmus test Mm -hmm. for these men, especially the big burly men. That if they're if they do certain things, I'm just like they're terrible, and I'm not gonna feel good about this book. Um, and he does some of them. Them being, he physically grabs her or stands in front of her to keep her from going somewhere. Yep. She tells him about her dad, and he literally says, "I want to kill him." Yep. Um, he doesn't have rage issues, but. Uh, a part of this litmus test is if a guy has rage issues or does anything possessively. So in the first few chapters, it's like he physically keeps her in rooms, in places to talk to her. And then he says he wants to kill her dad. And I'm like, I'm going to feel so awful about this. But then he, he turned out to be an okay guy. Yeah. So it's fine. Yeah, and like- My litmus test isn't perfect readers. Forgive or listeners, <laughs> forgive me. But it got better. And also the dad never showed up. The dad never... The, the dad like killed an ex-girlfriend or tried to kill an ex-girlfriend in Florida yeah. and now they're like attempted murder and a prior record he's in jail for the rest of his life although well, he also because he'd also held up a gas station or and something and was on drugs and, and, and was on drugs yeah and, yeah yeah like all these things like he's never coming back uh, also he was always on the other side of the country which was also good to know yeah, yeah, yeah. so glad he didn't show up so this no. book like was really just about these two people and we really did spend mm-hmm. all most of our time with just these two people. Yeah. Sometimes we went into Colton's other life because his football bros uh, and his family this is a series book and they're all last named Wild. They're all related. It's his 
the, the wild his cousins the and they all have like such white people names like Colton Aiden Jaden Dylan oh god it's just but like it was ugh, it was fine whatever um so obviously the next books are going to be about them so we had the next to, one is Dylan right we had mm-hmm. to spend some time with them to and get to know they, them and they, it was useless wasted time it was but, dumb because, of course, I think Dylan is the one in the next book, and I think he was the one who was like, she's just after you for your money. I don't trust women, blah, blah. But the um, the scene at, in the epilogue at the Super Bowl where he's all of a sudden hitting on the waitress, that's mm-hmm. the next book. It's the two of them. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you can tell. Well, then in one of the other ones has, like, a best friend who he's always loved and the other guys are making fun of him. And so that's obviously going to be a follow up. Yeah, 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 yeah. But anyway, it was wasted time plot wise. Like we it didn't need dumb. to know any of this. Like all we need to know is these guys are backing him up. Her friends. She's, mo- she's got a cat and a dog, but she has the two coworkers. Yeah. That were there for a little bit. Ted and I think Angie, right. Our token gay man. And- yeah. But I will say that like he, he had dialogue. Uh huh. And he was like, oh, your boyfriend's hot. And it, like, didn't make a big deal out of it. It, 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 yeah, also, I could have seen more of she him. talked about him in a way that, the first thing we know, we were mentioned about him was his capabilities as a person. Right. Who, like, the work he does. And, He's a and photographer. How, and how close they are. Right. And then after that. Yeah. Mostly it was just expressed through the things he did and assumptions Mm-hmm. And then a little bit about a backstory. And yeah. that was it. Right. But I appreciated that he he had a he was as developed a character as some of the football bros. And like part of that character is that he's gay. Yeah. And it was set up in such a way that I was like, is one of the books in this series gonna be about Ted fucking one of the football bros? Oh, I hope so. I hope so too. God, probably not. So, well, probably not. But that would be so great. Right. So, if like one of these authors like did a very long series with all of these brothers and like sh- like shook it up that way. Yeah, oh. that'd be great. And and in that case, yes, straight ladies, yes, white, write that book. Right. <laughs> That's right. when it's okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I he he wasn't like a fully developed character, and he wasn't an important character, but he was more than just a token character. Yeah. So I wanted to. Bring That's fair. That That's fair. And and again, like his sexuality, like just wasn't a big deal. No, it was just like, oh, he's this guy that I work with, who's a very talented photographer, who also happens to be gay, right? And is one of the few people at work that I trust. Um, and yeah, and of course, these two crazy kids, Colton and Skylar, get together. Uh-huh. And uh, they live happily ever after. And then after. he goes to the Super Bowl. He goes to the Super Bowl. And that's the only football and, we see in the whole goddamn and she, book. And she learns to like sports despite the fact that her abusive, sports-loving father beat the shit out of her as a kid. Every time they watch sports. Every time they watch sports. Yeah. Anyway. Well, I'm assuming by the epilogue, she's continued to go to her therapist. Yes. So, she's like... She's figured some yeah. things out. So, yeah, they were, they were good, but... Um, this was also a book that had a huge problem with repeated beats. We yeah. had to say the exact same things over and over and mm-hmm. over and over again. Mm-hmm. If we had to say oh, so, like the and also like it, unimportant <laughs> things happened. Like oh, like 
we had to like we're in her apartment and we have to watch her pack and I'm like I don't fucking care about this this is unimportant <laughs> she's not even talking about her feelings there's no emotions happening she's just like oh should I wear this shirt should I put this I don't fucking yeah. care and there's a moment because he's in the off season and then she has some great she finally gets that interview with that artist that mm-hmm. doesn't talk to the press but Colton knows him, so he this artist agrees to do the interview, whatever. Because Colton's too perfect. Right. It goes well, and then Skylar's boss is like, you're taking a week off. And she's like, no, but he's like, you've been here five years and have not taken a single vacation. I don't want you to burn out. You're taking a week off. So she tells Colton, and oh, also she cut their weekend short so that she could go to her therapist. Yeah. I, there was a moment where I thought she was going to skip the therapy I session. I was really proud of her. But she went. Um, so she gets a week off and he's in his off season. And I think they're still thinking that the dad is on the loose. So he's like, do you want to go somewhere? And of course they go back to Boulder. And of course they go back to the campsite where they met. And they keep talking about like, oh, we're going to finish what we started 10 years ago and I've been thinking about this this whole time and I've I've never felt the way I've felt about you, about anyone else. To the point, like, I, it, it was harped on enough that I was like, neither of these people are emotionally mature. No, it was like, like it's every like other in a, page. It was like a case of arrest development for yeah. both of them. I, I kind of want them to be together for a year and then break up. Right. So they can go on to have much more mature Right. For both people. of them to be like, I was barely like just barely an adult entering into adulthood and we have this one night and this one connection where we like made fun of each other he picked her up and like ran around the field with her yeah they got in each other's nerves and then decided to hook up and like ever since then like that is their benchmark for what makes a good relationship and neither of them have ever felt the same about anyone else. I'm just like, these people are not emotionally mature and I'm a little concerned about it. Fact. Like, it would be, I think it would be different if they had met in their 20s after having had, like late 20s after having had relationships. Met again in their late 30s and had like not great relationships in between. So... And then no, they're I mean, like, no, this whole time. And I'm like, okay, that makes sense. Or because if even you have a point other of comparison. Relationships just between the time. Yes. Like, there's no reason, like, they couldn't uh, have had other teachable moments. Right? But you're completely correct. They've they're, had no point of comparison. Uh, and they're still just like, development. yeah, hung up on. It's just like. And for both of them, it was like a very emotionally charged summer. Him because it was his last summer with his dad. Her because it was like the beginning of her life with her family being away from their father. So it was very important for both of them. And it's just like this relation, they're continuing the relationship because of how important that summer was to both of them. It's bizarre and I don't like it. Yeah. Um, I also wanted more football. Yeah. There was no football. I wanted more descriptions of his body. Yeah. Um, I, I, Like, I looked at the author, and it does look like it was written by a woman, but I have to say, it felt like it was written by a man. Like, it felt like it was written by a straight guy who was totally into ladies. Like, because half the time, like, descriptions of her and how tight her clothes were and her boobs. And her fiery red hair. And, and like, it's just, like, and, like, one line that stuck out, she's like, oh, men don't really like my hair. What? Everybody likes, like, I mean, you're an American. Dude. 
people like red hair here because we're we because that's just like a thing. Everybody knows it. That's like that's why the Russians sent a spy with red hair here. Yeah. <laughs> They knew, like, every, oh, everybody likes a sexy lady with red hair. Yes. That's a thing. Yes. No. Ugh, I was just like, that's, uh, but, of course, a man might write a woman who thinks that nobody likes her red hair. A woman would write that part differently, it felt like, but I could be wrong. I could be wrong. Like, I uh, could be written by yeah. a lady. But it just, the only, it just, but I was disappointed there was not, there was no descriptions of how beautiful his body was. At all. It was in the vaguest terms of, like, he was wearing tight clothes over his chiseled body. Right. And, and like, like, oh, okay. And, like, and I think he had blonde hair and blue eyes, because of course. Of course. Um, and And so I, I just... It was, it was strangely written at times. It was. Yeah. But again, you know, on the verge of exploitative... Uh, I really thought the exploration of trauma and how to have a relationship with a person going through trauma was actually interesting and didn't feel as um, victimizing or infantilizing as it could have. Yes. And yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I congratulate the writer on that. The, I, um, the, there was a little, like a little bit of infantilization, Mm -hmm. but it kind of worked because it was like hearkening back to when they first met. Yeah. Like they still, they, what were their... He called her Sparky, and she called him Jackass. Yep. And those were names that they came up with that summer when they first met. So when they were infantilizing each other or themselves, it's because they were calling back to when they met, as opposed to just doing it for the sake of doing it. Correct. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. All right. That was that yeah. book, really. Yeah. All right. Great. Okay. All right. So we're going to get to the next book. But first, we're going to talk about a network of podcasts that we enjoy. Yes, our friends have a network of podcasts called Let Me Listen Podcasts, and we think they're great and funny. You'll find such wonderful uh, comedy podcasts on them as a Narrative Comedy Brawl, Let Me Finish, and Ooh. yes, Classic Comedy Review Show, Late Seating. <sighs> um, also, I highly recommend a podcast I took part in one time that Bragging was Bragging much? Fact. Um, it's an improvisational horror comedy serial, American Monsters, and How to Destroy Them. Oh, that's an important life lessons. Fact. So where can we find all of these wonderful podcasts? Well, you can find them in all the usual places, iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud. You can also go to their website, lemmelistenpodcast.com. Great. Let's do it right now. No, first we're going to talk about the other book, and then go, go find their podcast. These are the things we're doing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Illegal Contact, The Baron's Book One by Santino Hassel. The rules of the game don't apply off the field in this first Baron's novel. New York Baron's tight end, (laughs) Gavin Browley, is suspended from the team uh, and on house arrest after a video of him brawling goes viral. Gavin already has a reputation as a jerk with a temper on and off the field, which doesn't help him once he finds himself on the wrong side of the law. While he's been successful professionally, he's never been lucky when it comes to love. Noah Monroe is a recent college grad looking for a job, any job, to pay off his mounting student debt. 
Working as Gavin's personal assistant slash babysitter seems like easy money, but Noah isn't prepared for the electrifying tension between him and the football player. He's not sure if he'd rather argue with Gavin or tackle him to the floor. Both men know the score, and neither is sure what will happen once Gavin's timeout is over. So that's what the book says. Mm-hmm. What is the book about? Um, I mean, mostly that. I do need to point out very quickly that both men that uh-huh. we've talked about, both Colton and Gavin, are tight ends. Yeah. They're both tight ends. We called it. They're tight ends. They t- yeah. Anyway. Well, they start out as tight ends. Although we don't get to hear a lot about Colton's tight end. Do we hear a lot about Gavin's tight we end? We do. <laughs> he's, he's half naked for most of the book. Yes, he is. Okay, so uh, Gavin is a football player. He is. Unlike Colton, he's actually a football player. Yes. Right. He plays for the New York Barons fake team which is a fake team but it says in the book that it's a really new team right it's like oh we've just been around for 10 years so like sure yeah okay so gavin um what there's a video of him having chased someone in his car like a car chase he gets the guy out of the car they argue about something he takes the guy's phone the guy swings at him a couple times, and then Gavin just, like, beats the shit out of him. Mm-hmm. And then he's put under house arrest for six months? Uh, for the entire season, yeah. Yeah. So it's, like, it's almost like seven months. Yeah. So, and it's, like, the anklet, the whole, like, mm-hmm. the only place he's allowed to go other than his house is his manager's office, and he has to get court permission before he can do that. Right. Um, so, talking about your checklist... Just to, let's get into Gavin. He's rich, but used yep. to be poor, but now he's rich. He's broken. He has rage issues. Mm-hmm. All these things. So th- th- know that going into it. Um, he lives in this giant house that he hates, but he bought a giant house because he, he grew up poor. So he's like, I'm rich now. I guess I'm supposed to buy a giant house. He's only furnished like four rooms. Right. So it's this big empty house. That now he's alone in, and he can't even leave to go to the grocery store. So he, he has no interest in decorating it. He has no interest in decorating. He, he basically a, can't take care of himself. Right. He has a ton of cars. He can't drive because he's not allowed to go anywhere. Even before he was under house arrest, he drove two of them. Right. But he, he has, has like six cars. A motorcycle. He can't drive because of the contract. Yeah. Yeah. So he's kind of a mess. Oh yeah. And so his manager Joe is like. Okay, we need to get you a PA while you're under house arrest so that you can, you know, live (laughs) and function as a person. And, of course, Gavin's like, I don't need anyone babysitting me. Blah, 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 blah. We find out he grew up in the foster system, so now he's just like, I can take care of myself. Right, and that's his one thing. That's his one thing. This is like... I think this book doesn't fall quite into the problem that the other book did, where the character has the one thing, but that does drive a lot of Gavin. It doesn't drive Noah as much, but it does drive Gavin. But then it also um, has a positive influence on Gavin later on in the book, because his publicist, Mel, is like, you need to start giving to a charity to, like, improve your image. And he's like, oh, like... 
I'll give to some organization to help foster kids and like, oh, like my hometown high school, their budget, the, the football program budget got cut. And now a bunch of those kids who are like super working class don't have the good equipment. So he ends up donating to them and mm-hmm. it's fine. It's fine. Okay. So he um, wants to, or he's strong armed into picking, into hiring a PA. Um, enter Noah. A recent college grad grad who uh, wants to do social work. Social work, and we find out very quickly he was recently fired from his job at an LGBTQ youth center because it turns out he had an affair with his boss and then caught his boss having an affair with one of the teens. And then when he tried to get his boss kicked out, Christine Gaspard is making a very unhappy face, as are we all. Um, when he tried to get his boss fired, the board thought that he, the board who found out about the affair thought he was just being a spurned lover, so fired him, and the boss kept his job. And I thought that was like, wow, that is a real world problem. That's a real world problem. But we also find out Noah fucked two of his professors, and ends up fucking Gavin, obviously. So he's attracted to men with authority and yeah. makes poor decisions about that. Right, but they talk about that in the book. Like, that's a... that's a, Well, the thing is, I, though, when he was talking to his plot point best friend, Jasmine, and is just like, <laughs> what's wrong with me? And she's like, you're attracted to guys with big hearts. I'm like, no, you're attracted to men in authority because on some level, you kind of want to, like, sleep your way to the top. Right, but that's what his... That's what his dad says. Like, you need to be careful of this guy because I think you're going to get attracted to him because he's in... He's in power, and you like mm-hmm, that. Mm-hmm. That's what, uh, and that's what uh, Gavin says too. Like, uh, and that's what Joe says. Like, they 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 harp on it. They're like, that's who you're into. So you got to check yourself before you wreck yourself, bro. Right. Um, and <laughs> but none of them know about the professors. No, but I mean, it's like, oh, you fucked your last boss. So but Gavin fuck says, next one. I bet you fucked your professors. And then, and then Noah gets all uppity, but then we find out that it that was, was true. true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, which is... So Noah makes bad decisions, but is that's, my point. But that's kind of what... Uh, that's what fueled the breakup, mm-hmm. which is what I really liked. Mm-hmm. That, like, and that was a sincere, like, I need to get my shit together. Like, if we have a relationship, it needs to be on different terms. Right, right, right. And I was like, yes, that's an adult choice. Good job. <sighs> okay, go ahead. Okay. Sure. Okay. So Noah is in debt and his dad was recently fired. So he's living with his father, helping take care of his father, who it sounds like his dad is injured. No, he's fine. He's just old. Okay. I don't know. But he's not that old. No, no, he's not injured. He just can't get another job. Okay. There was one point where like he walks in and it, the way it described the dad walking into the room, it sounded like he was recovering from an injury. I don't know. Anyway, So it's the, like, Noah doesn't care about football. Noah and Gavin clash at their first meeting, but Noah is in a position that he needs a job, any job. Which, like, right off the bat, it's kind of icky. Yeah. Because it's, like, but, but at the same time, Gavin needs a, despite his protestations, he needs a PA, otherwise he'll die. Right. Like, he'll just starve to death under his own filth. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I don't know. Okay, so, Noah starts working for Gavin. Um, Noah has no idea how to be a PA. 
No. And in fact, like he negotiates because he's good at this part. Yeah. He negotiates a huge salary for himself uh, mm-hmm. with some extra tasks yeah. and negotiates as a PA that he gets off at five. He negotiated hours. Yeah. PAs don't normally get to do that. Also, doesn't have to work on the weekends. For a guy who's under house arrest when they wanted him to live in. Yeah. That was like part of the terms and he negotiates his way out of that. And I was like, Noah, you're an idiot. Right. That's not how PAs work. No. But, I mean, Gavin doesn't have to go anywhere. It's true. (laughs) Still, though, I mean, it seems like that's what they wanted. Right. What he needed. He needed a live-in assistant. Yeah. Yeah. And it ends up happening eventually. Of course. Um, So they, you know, are at each other's throats a lot. There's one point where Noah, like, talks shit back at him. And Gavin's like, and that turned me on. And I'm like, oh. He's like, that always turns me on. I'm like, oh, that's just... Yeah, but they're, like, hot for each other right away a little bit. Yeah, well, because he's his boss. Well, but also... Well, not... I mean, even, like, uh, when they're in the room before he knows that Gavin is Gavin. And before he knows that Gavin will be his boss. He's like, Mm -hmm. that guy looks like a fuckboy. Yeah. So he's hot for him right away. Yeah, well... Well, that's not what fuckboy means. I don't care. <laughs> but they talk about it later. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so eventually they sort of like... Oh, but he also doesn't know Gavin's bi. Yes. That is a secret. Yes. He Gavin thinks, he is... He thinks Gavin is straight. Bisexual. Yes. Which I, I wanted us to do a book with a bi person. And this is one that I found and people who had read it said it was good. So I was like, yeah, we'll do this one. Um, so they are at each other's throats, but then they become accustomed to each other's faces and they just like, sort of like they give each other shit, but it's like more good natured. Yeah. Um, and then they want to fuck each other. Right. Well, and Noah learns how to be a PA. Yeah. Which soups helps. Right. (laughs) And then, um, Noah ends up meeting the only two friends that Gavin has, which are two of his teammates. Marcus, uh-huh. whose last name I don't remember, and Simeon Boudreau. Uh-huh. Um, and we find out later the reason why Gavin attacked this guy is Simeon hooked up with a few people, a few guys at once. At a party. At a party. One of them filmed it and... Gavin found out and chased the guy down so that he wouldn't be blackmailed. Mm-hmm. So, and that's the the guy that Gavin attacked. So he was doing it. So it's that thing where like, yeah, he has anger management issues, but he's also fiercely loyal to the few people that he lets in. Yep. Kind of thing. Also, there is an anger management person that shows up at one point. Like we don't see them, but yeah. they talk about. Well, Gavin has to have like an anger management person and a therapist come right visit him. Court ordered. Yeah, but he he we do see at points of the book that he starts to utilize tools that they gave him. Right. So you know, and unlike in a lot of the straight books we read, he's never like pushing Noah around. <laughs> no, he doesn't grab Noah and demand things of him. Right. He doesn't offer to beat up one of Noah's professors or anything. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, they're... <sighs> Funny how we can have love without your lover demanding that they beat up somebody. I know. There is some internalized homophobia in this book that I do want to talk about. Good. Um, 
and we can get to it a bit later. But like the super basics is Noah like convinces Gavin to donate to like Gavin's old high school and he um, organizes like a friendly skirmish. Like he invites the whole team over so that Gavin has a chance to play football with them like a few games into the season because Gavin's going stir crazy. So it's they, you know, they get along all that right, business. And Noah does nice things for Gavin, and Gavin starts to realize yeah. it. Yeah, but then Noah sort of hits it off with this mechanic. Oh, he never and... hits it off. They're just both gay on the island. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah the six foot on Long Island. <laughs> They're the, the only gays on the island. The no, it's Long Island. It's the Hamptons. It's not the Hamptons. It's like Hampton something or other. It's the Hamptons. It's not the Hamptons. It's the Hamptons. It's Long Island. It's the Hamptons. Anyway. Um, I don't, we're not East Coast people. We might just be saying the same place at each other. That would be um, hilarious. Like if someone, oh, no, see, our oh, okay. East Coast representative. Okay, sure. Yeah. Hamptons but, and Long Island are not the same. Okay, it's Long Island. It's not Long Island. It is Long Island. It's not Long Island. It's the Hamptons. There's they say one it over point, and over no, again. No, it's not. They don't say the Hamptons. And there's a point where Joe, because... Noah went to a school on Long Island. He says, oh, you know Long Island because they live on... Anyway, um, so there's a mechanic. Uh, I forget his name. And Noah starts to, like, sort of hang out with him. And then Gavin gets all pissy. But then Gavin... Um, I'm sorry. Mm. I win this argument. No, you don't. I'm pulling up. I searched Hamptons. Oh, what does he have to do? He has to get the uh, traveled from Amherst to the Hamptons at 4 o'clock in the morning. Uh, some welcome to summertimes in the Hamptons because that's where they are. I've never been to the Hamptons before our meeting, so I didn't know what to expect. It's the Hamptons. I can't search like you can on my tablet, I don't think. But they talk about Long Island. Yeah, they do. But that's not where and they are. No, that's where they are. That is not where they are. Yes, yes it is. Not where they are. Yes, it is. <laughs> we'll look it up, listeners, and we'll update you. All right. All okay. Right. So, um, but then Gavin starts fucking this fitness model, Max. Oh, yeah. So they good. use those people to make each other jealous. Yeah. Um, Noah has a best friend, Jasmine. So we finally see a gay guy, straight girl relationship, but she's just a plot point. Yeah. Yeah. She is just a plot point. She, <laughs> she just shows up so he can be like, oh my God, I want to fuck my boss. I'm stressing out. And she's like, don't be dumb. But yep. then he is dumb anyway. Um. So then Gavin and Noah start fucking and then Joe catches them. Yep. Uh, on like the day before Thanksgiving. <laughs> It was yeah. so bizarre. Yeah, I don't know. Well, because Joe was going to be over to like... No, it, was it on Thanksgiving? No, it was the day before. Oh, mm. It might have been on It might have been on Thanksgiving. Because Joe and Mel were there to spend Thanksgiving with Gavin. Right, because no, none of these people have families. Right. And then Gavin invited Noah. He's like... Because uh, at this point, they're like... They have feelings for each other. He's like, I just want to spend it with you. And I was like, but my dad. And I was like, no, but my dick. <laughs> and so it's fine. Um, Joe catches them. And then, of course, is like, I knew this was going to happen. Ah! To be fair. Yeah. He, he was. He, he was, was right. right. Um, 
And then, uh, so that kind of is a thing for like two pages and then it blows over. Um, and then it f- turns out that um, the guy that was going to blackmail Simeon that Gavin beat up, also Max, the model that Max was fucking, decide to go to the press to out them, Noah and Simeon. And they're like, ah, what do we do? What do we do? Ah! So they come out. Mm-hmm. And the book ends with they've just come out and Noah goes over to Gavin's and they're like well we hope this works out mm-hmm. we're in a relationship relationship now and we hope this works out for your career the end yep so I enjoyed that there was that like it wasn't a perfect happy ending no like they yes they ended up together but I mean Gavin could end up without a job it's true um, and then, which would mean that Noah would be without a job. Well, well, Noah's gonna... And then he probably wouldn't want to no, be Noah's with Gavin, because he'll find his own boss and start fucking him. Well, no, because when they broke up, Noah quit the job. Oh, that's right. And For, like... Three days. No, because he went and got a different job. Yeah. So okay. when they get back together, Noah's got a different job. Okay, so it's only a matter of time before he fucks that boss, too. Not if he's with Gavin. Ugh, he's I don't know. He's single all those other times. Oh, but was he? Yeah. Okay. Well, he can be single real quick after one phone call with Gavin. It's true. Yeah. Doesn't take a lot. Well, I, I actually, I liked their breakup scene a lot. I feel like sometimes in these books, these breakups happen because of misunder, misunderstandings, emotional misunderstandings. Or plot points. Plot points. but like The relationship died from plot. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but, no, I feel like... Um, it's emotional misunderstandings. Like someone's like, oh, I thought you didn't love, I didn't, you know, they, they think, oh, this person doesn't like me. I should just leave so that we don't have a confrontation mm-hmm, about mm-hmm, it. Mm-hmm. But in this one, they're like, we really need to talk about this. Um, and Gavin's like, it's you and me. We should stay together forever. He's like, um, okay, so here's how this looks. We're in the closet forever. I'm not in the closet. I don't actually want to be in a relationship like that. Yeah. And that is fair. Yeah. And then, uh, and then he also puts it back. He's like, also, let's say you come out. You come out right now to be with me. Are you going to be angry with me that you lost the other thing you love in your life mm-hmm. because you were with me? Can you promise me you'll never regret that? And he's like, no, I can't. And these seem like some very adult conversations. Yes. And that's, those are adult conclusions. Yeah. And when those obstacles are out of the way, they come back together and they're going to figure it out. And yeah. I thought that was a good breakup scene. And they had breakup sex, which was hot and emotionally fraught. Mm-hmm. So, like, it, would, it, it was never just, like, dirty sex during that particular scene. Mm-hmm. It was, like, this, like, I want to fuck you, I want to fuck you hard, and I'm crying while I'm doing it. <laughs> and I thought, that was, I thought that was well done. I've never been in that situation. And I feel like I wouldn't know how to handle it if somebody was, like fucking me and crying i'd be like i feel so uncomfortable but i don't know what to do um well i think since they were both in the same emotional space yeah 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 (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. this time it worked out yeah but this time um so that was something i really liked yeah um a few other things that i really liked about this book one um there was a point before before noah realized gavin was bi that Gavin found out about the mechanic and was sort of, like, ribbing um, Noah about it and would be like, oh, are you, like, going out to fuck your mechanic tonight, blah, blah, blah. And there's one point where Noah's like, 
you know that just because we're two guys, like, it's still sexual harassment, right? And Gavin's like, I was just, I was just joking. Okay, I'll stop. I was like, mm-hmm. okay. And then there are other times where it's like, no, it was like, you're, you're my boss, so we need to set up boundaries. But then, of course, right away, the boundaries don't work. Right. So I was a little upset about that. So, and it was like lip service. It seemed to me like lip service to, like, this is sort of an icky power dynamic. Yeah. But then they just, like, plowed through anyway. Pun intended. <laughs> um, uh, there was rimming? Yes! Yes, Finally! Oh, and my God! It was like happy. Yeah, yeah. Um, Gavin seemed like a greedy top, but there was one point where he went down on Noah, and then he rimmed him. I'm like, okay, sure, sure, sure. Um, there was one point early on where Gavin made some comment about Noah getting fucked by the mechanic, and I was like, well, you're assuming I'm a bottom. I'm like, yeah, that's how gay people talk. <laughs> ah, like this, I think this is the first book we've read with two men that actually said bottom. Yeah. Oh, I was like, oh, thank you. I think you, so, too. You get it, Santino Hassel. Well, Ugh. well, yeah, well, and I also felt like uh, this was a real football player. Yes, like, we he, was, he talked about, um, like, he, we actually saw him play football. We saw him obsess over it. Like, when he wasn't at the games, he was watching them. Mm-hmm. He talked about Every single game, every single practice, every time he plays football, he gets really injured. We see, we saw him obsess about his diet. We saw him obsess about his um, workout routine. Mm-hmm. We and it saw, was hardcore. yeah, it we was. We saw the things he had to have in his house. Like he had to have an ice bath. Yeah, we <laughs> saw him several times, just like run laps around his house until he threw up. Mm-hmm. Like it was intense, and we saw him worry about the fact that he's getting older and he's going to have to retire soon and what's he going to do after he retires and we saw him be concerned about he might not have the mental capacity to conduct his own life anymore after having repeated head trauma Mm -hmm. playing football Uh, talked about uh, played lip service I'm going to use your word again that you played lip service to the race issue in football I mean this was obviously a white character yeah and um, they and that was said but and and so I was almost like why does it have to be a white character Um, except for that you this maybe the writer didn't want to actually talk about race too much but didn't ignore it the way the other book did. Yeah. Like, the other book was... Everybody was fucking white. Everybody was everybody white. Everybody was white. And it was so obvious, and it was real weird. But yeah. Because we all know that, what, 90% of football players are black. Right. And this book says that. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, and um, Marcus was black, and Simeon was mixed race. Yes. So. And th- and both... Of, one of whom, Simeon, uh, will be in, like, the next book. Yes. He was... Kind of hot. Well, and he was so... And he was the charming, flirty one. He was. And he was just like... And everybody's like, stop it. Stop flirting with guys. You have to be in the closet. He's like, what? Really? Ugh. I don't want to... Okay, but... Maybe I'll just never have sex again. And as soon as he said it, I'm like, you're... You're, yeah, you're, no, kinda, you're gonna was, leave here and have there sex. Was a, <laughs> yeah. There was one point, though, that bothered me, where they... Um, Noah and Plot Point Jasmine went to Fan Day mm-hmm. um, under Simeon and Marcus's insistence. And that is when Noah found out from Simeon that the reason why Gavin attacked that guy is because he had 
blackmail material on Simeon. Uh-huh. So, but, okay, so the way that Simeon described the situation is that apparently he and, like, three or four guys were hooking up at some party, and it sounded like Simeon was going to blow them all. And one of them filmed it. The way he talked about it was, I'm not upset that people will know that I'm gay. I'm upset that people will know that I go down on guys, which isn't what manly men do. And he said specifically, one of those homos was filming it. Right. And I did not appreciate that at all. I'm like, I, Simeon, you sound great. I don't have room for your self-hating gayness. Mm-hmm. So I was a little upset about that. And then, um, like, the fact... And I did address this. The fact that Gavin went down on Noah and rimmed him was a surprise to Noah. Yeah. And a surprise to me, reading it. I'm like, I, I know those men. Those men are greedy tops. And, like, God, so many times I've met a guy that's just like, oh, I'm gonna fuck you. I don't suck dick. I'm like, I don't have time for you. Sorry. Bye. So, I was a little upset about that. And it, um... The fact that it addressed Gavin's perceived, like, macho-ness and him not doing that and Noah addressed that. I'm like, okay, I can appreciate that. But, like, no one called Simeon out on him being like, oh, that homo was doing this thing. I'm just like, mm, mm mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. You're saying Noah did call him out or did It didn't. Nobody, Nobody called Simeon out on it. Yeah. And I was upset about that. And Noah was in a position to have said something. Yeah. And the type of person who would. Yeah. Because he's, like, a social worker. He specifically wants to work with LGBTQ youth. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, that was that book. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think there was actually a lot to like. Um, yeah. And I was I was happy to have read it. Um, and, and again, like, I think one of... One of the most interesting things, because I didn't read about the books before we started, mm-hmm. was that I didn't... This was the first book I read, and I didn't know if this was the queer straight one. Yeah. Like, yeah, for they a long both... time, it wasn't obvious. Yeah. And that was really lovely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah. oh, I'd be happy if this was more often. Yeah, because we don't find out that I, Gavin is bi for the first few chapters, right? Um, I think... I think we know. I, I I feel like we knew early on. We knew before. Uh, we knew before Noah did. Yes, definitely. But um, but we didn't know right away. Right, and that is correct. The the thing that and Noah wasn't introduced for a while, so we also didn't know who the love interest was going right. to be. Right. I mean, as soon as he was introduced, we knew. Yeah. Um. I I wish that um. We because we would like yeah. Gavin says that he's bi, so, you know, we're going to believe him when he says that. And Noah, before he realizes that, is like, oh, I bet women just, he says, like, throw their pussies at you or something, or, like, throw their vaginas at you. Um, And that's not deny... (laughs) I did a hand gesture, sorry. And that's never denied, but, like, we don't hear specific instances in which... Gavin was with women. Yeah. And I just wanted to, like, hear more of... Like, that to me... And, you know... I can't speak to this. But me having read this, I was like, it would make me 
feel more like he was a fully developed bisexual person if we heard about his sexual past with men and women. I would agree to that. Yeah. I would agree. There was also, oh God, there were a few phrases in this book that I absolutely hate it. It's like, oh yeah, he's going to dick down on you. Oh, I know. As soon as I read that, I was like, oh, Neil's going to mention he hated God. this. Because I think there was like, it said dick down at some in some other book and you were like, <laughs> and there was something about like nut off. Yeah, yeah, He's going to yeah. make me nut off or something. I was just like, Oh God, it's horrid. Oh, because it's like gotta God. be like the books seem to like say, like the authors seem to say every once well, I have to have tough guy football player talk. <laughs> like it seems legitimate. Like I'm sure that's the you know something that sort of person would say. But just reading it, I was just like, oh <laughs> God. Yeah. Ugh. There are certain phrases that I hear in the gay parlance that I'm just like. This is disgusting. Why do we say this? <laughs> Dick down and nut off. Oh, God. <laughs> <sighs> what? So that was that book? That was that book. Neil. Shall we fuck Mary Kill? Yes, but before but we do, before we, we have do, to resolve. We, we did some research. <laughs> yeah, we did. Like, we took a very short break <laughs> wherein we learned some things <laughs> about geography. <laughs> Guess what, everybody? <laughs> Everybody out there, by the way, may now know this. Or knew it already. We did not. The Hamptons are on Long Island. <laughs> and I called it. I'm like, we're arguing about the same place, I know, I'm sure. I was like, no, we're not. We're from the West. We don't know. I've been to New York once. I know. And I didn't go to Long Island. No, I didn't either. My family, my family comes from the north and like Connecticut. Like I don't, I had no way of knowing other than looking at a map. Yeah, but man, I feel like an asshole. It's fine, but we were both right. We resolved an argument during the podcast. Yay! Usually we just let it fester. Yeah, like the. Uh, I'm not. Ta- I'm not bringing up airplanes. <laughs> Divisive. <laughs> we talk about so many important social issues. But airplane travel right. divided us. Yeah. We're, we're, a, a mutual friend of ours came up to Claire and was like, I agree with Neil about the airplanes. Also, for anyone who thinks that I was wrong, I was speaking specifically about flying up and down the West Coast. That was the point I wanted to make. Okay. So now that we're flying to the Hamptons. Someone wants the last word. You have met me, right? Yeah. Okay. Now that we're flying direct to the Hamptons. Yes. Let's fuck Mary kill some people. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Fuck Mary kill. Yes. Colton. Uh-huh. Gavin. Uh-huh. All the other football games. <laughs> and you have to all at the same time, whatever it is. So <laughs> the one that I had was Colton, Gavin, or Simeon Marcus together. Ooh. So I'll have to come up with a new one. Damn okay. it. Okay. Sorry. Okay. All the other football games. Colton. Colton. <laughs> Gavin and all the other football guys. Yes. Okay. From both um, books. From both books. So the Wilds and the Barons. Yes. All together. The, okay. Well, technically the Barons and the Wilds and the Cougars. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. Well, one of the Cougars is a Wild. Mm-hmm. Like his cousin is the quarterback. Yes. I think it's Dylan. Yes. Okay. Oi. Okay. Um. <sighs> I'd say I'd fuck all the football guys, but I feel like there'd be a very um, 
bizarre power um, dynamic at play that I wouldn't want to deal with. Lots of selfish tops. Yeah. And, like, I'd have to space them out. <laughs> so I think, okay. But if you marry them, that's so much money. Oh, that's true. I didn't even think about that. I mean, just like, oof. Ugh. <laughs> you can manage mm. your own football team. I can... <laughs> and then have sex with them and later. And then have sex with them later. Okay, I think, okay. Presuming I can establish boundaries beforehand and that it would be, like... An orgy and not a gangbang. I would fuck the football players. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would marry Colton because he is very patient, which is something that I need in a relationship mm-hmm. because I'm ridiculous and I need someone who will be patient about that. <laughs> um, I'd, I'd want him to get transferred to another team because I don't want to live in L.A. Oh, yeah. But that would be fine. Um, and then I would kill Gavin. Because he, t- like, he turned out to be an okay guy, but, like, I don't have time to weed through his bullshit. Yeah. Those it, are my thoughts. It does feel like Gavin... Well, obviously, they're coming from two different ends. Like, in yeah. in one romance novel, Gavin's the broken one. And in the other one, Colton is the fixer. Yeah. So... He's the fixer. Yeah. So I would say I also would probably marry Colton. Um, I like an infinity pool right next to the Pacific Ocean. That sounds fine. Yeah. Um, and his giant... He, he... It wasn't as palatial as... Gavin's house, mm-hmm. but Colton still had a, a nice big well, house. Well, he knew how to take care of himself. And he knew, yeah. He and didn't it, need a PA and to pay his bills. It was it was a home as opposed to just like a big empty house. Right. right. <laughs> I mean, I, I really did feel like it was more realistic with Gavin, the way the character was built, the way he lived, like, and Colton was still too perfect. But again, I'm going to go ahead and marry the perfect man. Yeah. Um, I'm going to uh, fuck Gavin because... Okay. Honestly, seemed like once or twice would be fun. <laughs> yeah. Also, he had golden eyes. Golden eyes. Also, like, uh, even if he was, like, a selfish top, he was an all-day selfish top. He, yeah. Like, this was not, like, a hit and quit. It was like, okay, let's take a break. Yeah. Now let's do it again. Let's take a break. Let's do it again. Let's Colton take a break. Do it quick. again. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> yeah. Busy, busy. Um, right. Which, uh, which means I'm going to kill all the other football ga- guys, if only because it's too many. It's too many. It's too many. It's too many. Okay. That's fair. And you? Oh, shit. Okay. Um. So, Claire. Yes. Fuck, Mary kill. Uh-huh. Um, Skylar. Noah. Uh-huh. And, um, um, I don't know. Okay, so just so you know, the other option for my fuck, Mary kill is Skylar, Noah, or all mental health professionals. <laughs> <laughs> a lot in both of these there, Yeah, that's very true. That's very true. Okay. Um, 
So if you wanted, we could throw that one out. No, 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 no. Um, Skylar, Noah, or good life choices. Good life choices. Because <laughs> neither of them. I want to... Well, they both started out not with those and then made yes. some. So fuck Mary Kill, Skylar marry... Noah, good life choices. I want to marry good life choices. That seems like a good life choice. Oh gosh. <laughs> I want to marry good life choices. Unfortunately, I'm gonna make a bad life choice. And I'm going to fuck Noah. That's fair. Oh, I mean he just seems like he's, you know, really sensitive. He's got he's gotta work through some issues, but yeah, he's also yeah, yeah. really smart. He's got his own life. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's helping his dad. And I'm gonna kill Skylar. Because honestly, like uh, she was a one-note person. She was. She didn't make jokes. <laughs> she didn't make jokes. She didn't make jokes. And then when... She didn't have interest outside of her field of journalism. And I don't even think she was interested in the art. She was just interested in being a journalist. Yeah. And just climbing the ladder. Like, I think if she got a better offer from someone else, she'd do that. I don't think she actually liked yeah, arts journalism. Yeah, she'd become a finance journalist or something. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then if you kill her, you can take her pets. Yes, and they were adorable pets. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think I would do the same. I would marry good life choices. <laughs> she and I are not acquainted at this point. <laughs> but uh, I'd marry good life choices. I'd also fuck Noah. Um, he seemed fun in bed. Um, we find out that Noah has a bit of a kinky streak. I don't want to say kinky, but like he likes to be a little dirty in bed and it's it was presented in a way that didn't seem exploitative or like like you were saying earlier that like a virgin all of a sudden is super into dirty talk. It's like, oh no, he's gotten around and he knows what he likes. Yeah. So, I'm okay with that. So I'd fuck him and then I would also kill Skylar. Poor Skylar. I know. Poor skyscraper. And <laughs> Skyscraper. And then I would... Um... That was honestly one of her nicknames in the book. Was it? Yeah, the, her brother called her Skyscraper. Oh, God. <laughs> Barf. Okay. Better than um, mouth. And, <laughs> and then I would take Karma and give you River. Oh, okay. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Well, because Karma won't kill you, but River will. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. But also... Yay! Yay! Okay, great. Yeah, good for so us. What is that? Um, so what's what are we doing next time? Okay, Neil. Yes. Prepare your body. Yes. I'm ready. Okay. Uh, first. Uh huh. I am going to go ahead and I am going to no. You know what? I'm not. Okay. okay so. Okay. Okay. First book. Okay. My Lady's Choosing, an interactive romance novel by Kitty Curran and uh, Larissa Zagaris. Sorry, what? My Lady's Choosing, an interactive romance novel. Interactive, you say? It is a choose-your-own-adventure romance. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And so then we're also going to read Choose Your Own Romance, colon, San Francisco. (laughs) Oh my god, God, I'm so excited. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so we are doing two choose-your-own-romance books. Oh my god. Yes, I used to love Choose Your Own Adventure <laughs> books. Um, I'm excited, and I'm glad that one of them takes place in San Francisco. So you know, of course, anytime they mention a bar, a restaurant, street intersections, anything, I'm going to be like, 
that's not real. Oh, uh, no. <laughs> Sorry. It's just how I am. Oh, my God. I'm so excited. Oh, and listeners, she's pulled up the covers. My Lady's Choosing is great. Uh-huh. It's fun little drawings. And then Choose Your Own Romance San Francisco is a man's chest. So yep. I'm not going to say no to that. Yep. Um, I I don't really know. I'm going to have to say this right now. I know we our thing is choosing one straight, one, one LGBTQI+. Mm. But I don't really know which is which. <laughs> <laughs> we'll find out. Um, I have been told, and we'll see how true this is, that both of these have have options for all options. Oh, great. So in the, I, that's what I, that's what I've heard. I don't know how true that is and we'll figure it out. Okay. So, uh, but the next time should be pretty interesting because really you and I will probably choose different paths. Yeah. So we're not going to read the same book. No, we're not. Oh, no. Oh, God. Oh, it's so exciting. So, yeah. Great. Yeah. Wonderful. Oh, I'm, I'm so jazzed. <laughs> Beautiful. Okay. Uh, Christine is also clapping with her two index fingers. <laughs> little teeny, little claps. teeny claps. Uh, yeah. Oh, I'm so excited. Okay, great. So I think uh, we should uh, thank our authors. Thank you, authors. Well, we oh, were... we didn't say if we'd fuck or kill or marry the books. Oh, we didn't. I'm actually going to fuck both these books. Okay. I'm perfectly happy fucking these books. Um. Yeah, mm. it's a problematic fuck. I'm not gonna say yeah, yeah, it's not. I, I, but I really don't actually want to kill either of them. I'd fool around with both of them. Okay, fair. Like or like, I'd hook up with them at at a party, and hope that someone wasn't filming it. <laughs> and then I'll send my rage boyfriend at them. And then I'll go see my therapist. And then I'll go see my therapist. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I. Yeah. I feel both of these books. Had issues, but did have things about them that were um, redeeming enough to not kill them. Yes, agreed. Yeah, and right. I, I also wanted to point out. I mentioned a little bit that with um, illegal contact, like I did specifically want to find a book with a bi character, and especially a male bi character because like. Bisexuality and visibility is a thing, and we need to yes work against that. So I wanted Absolutely. to yeah. So absolutely okay. great. Um, so thank you, authors, for writing these books. Thank you so much. Have we, very good things about them. We are really happy to be given the opportunity to read them. Yeah, thank you, listeners. Thank you so much. Uh, please uh, forgive keep... us for not knowing geography, <laughs> or, or don't tweet you know, us whatever. about plane tickets. Be really angry about those things. Uh, follow us on social media, uh, mm-hmm, specifically mm-hmm. Uh, Twitter and Facebook. Uh huh. Uh huh. And um, and thank you very much, Christine. Thank you, Christine. Uh, and thank you, Neil. Thank you, Claire. This has been lovely. This is this has been all right. Yeah. I'll maybe see you next time. I'll go take my tight end elsewhere. <laughs> yeah.